Fields Talk 104.1. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Nick Reed. It is Friday. And it's a hero's breakfast. So the Friday Road Show is always sponsored by Affordable Towing. Scramblers, of course, is always kind enough to let us set up shop here on Fridays in the midst of everything, taking up a table. So thank you to them. And then they, along with Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, Serenity Honors, and Delta Roofing, all get together and buy breakfast for veterans on certain mornings. And this is one of those mornings. So if you're a veteran, you get out here before 9 o'clock, and they're going to all buy you breakfast. Uh, Just come up. We've got, well, you'll see the table that we're broadcasting from. Sarah will get you one of those certificates. We also have some 1041 KSGF stickers, if you would like, for uh, your car or your truck or your laptop, your forehead, wherever you want to wear it, feel free to do so. Just come by and grab one. Or There's a couple different versions, if you'd like. Dr. John Lilly's joining us this hour. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get the latest news update now. The State Highway Patrol reports a 28-year-old man was killed in a crash Thursday afternoon. Troopers say Walter Hooper III crossed the center line of Missouri 76 and hit a truck just before 3.30. The truck driver was not hurt. This is Troop D's 111th fatality in 2022. Police are investigating a crash in Bolivar that killed a motorcyclist around 4 p.m. Thursday. Investigators say the 20-year-old was traveling southbound when a truck struck his bike while pulling out of a bank parking lot. Police say the motorcyclist was going at a high rate of speed. He died at the scene of the crash. Police have not released the victim's identity. The crash closed traffic on the road for nearly two hours. State investigators are working with Silver Dollar City on what caused the train derailment earlier this week. The Missouri Division of Fire Safety says the amusement ride safety unit will investigate... Missouri State Fire Marshal officials say the ride had an up-to-date operating permit. There were approximately 160 guests on the train at the time of the accident. The crash injured six guests and one employee. The city of Osage Beach announced the city's planning to develop a $300 million entertainment district. The new district will include a boardwalk with amusement rides, hotels, restaurants, and a marina. A World War II veteran whose remains were recently identified were laid to rest in Springfield yesterday. Staff Sergeant Moses F. Tate served in the U.S. Air Force during World War II and was killed in battle. I'm Matt Moyer, Springfield's Talk, 1041. And the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Uh, sunny day, high of 65, partly cloudy, 46 tonight. chance for rain tomorrow with a high of 62. And Sunday, a 40% chance of rain, high of 61. Halloween Sunday, or sunny rather, 66. Dr. John Lilly with us. Uh, Do you still trick or treat? (laughs) No. Okay, well, I didn't know. I just thought I'd ask. Last last year, we are now, Bobby and I moved into Springfield last year. So last year, we're, you know, there's a lot of homes around us. And I was surprised there were. I think two groups of kids. That's it. And that was it. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe still some COVID. In Republic, Republic was pretty isolated from all of that COVID reaction stuff. 
never there was never a mask mandate. It never even went to a vote. The, the council just didn't even take it up. Um, there were a couple of restaurants that required it. There were you know chains and so forth, but most of the local restaurants did not. And trick or treating was busy every year, at least wow. in certain neighborhoods. Some our neighborhood. Well, we think it doesn't get a lot of activity. We're never there because we go to another neighborhood where we have friends that we always get together with, and the girl child and, and her friends, they you know go trick-or-treating through that neighborhood, and it's busy as all get-out. So yeah. I, I imagine that you, know, you think Springfield, Roundtree, but I suspect that at least one year that there was great it's liberal, more liberal over there, and so I imagine. I, actually, some I was having a conversation with somebody who had trick-or-treat in that area. I think it was last year. It was during one of the COVID years, and they said literally some of those people had made tubes oh, that they ran through a window, and they would inside by themselves wear a mask and drop the candy into the tube to go down to the kid outside. Oh, That's God. how... <laughs> A lot different from when when I was a kid. Yeah, and we had you had to get one of the gross a uh, brown bag with okay. the handles on it, mm-hmm. and we would go around and my buddy and I would Walter Wyatt, and we would just about fill up a bag, go home, dump it out, and go back, and we'd get you know do that like three times. We'd have it pile of candy oh man I mean, we'd, going you know. through it that was just so much fun oh. to do that because as you're going it's at night and you get your back a lot of times you don't really know necessarily what you're getting and then you go through it uh, you know when you get home how what age were you when you stopped or when was what, do you remember? Oh, i think it was 10 or 11 maybe oh, i went much longer than you did okay <laughs> i was i i, I think maybe my freshman year was the last year I, I just know I moved to Carthage the summer before my freshman year, and I know I trick or treated. I think it was once in Carthage, and so it yeah. was me, Jason Donahoe. Um, I don't remember who else. I just remember uh, Jason Donahoe was one of them that we went trick or treating, and I wore a Darth Vader mask and this sort of deal. I think I got it at Spencer Gifts, and it looked like it was this sort of fake hand thing. It looked like you were carrying a severed arm. That it was a real uh, a hodgepodge of uh, of theme that I had going there. All right, we're going to get a traffic update. We'll continue on this morning here from Scramblers with Dr. John Lilly. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Along with Dr. John Lilly, everyone. One funny story about when I was a kid. I like with, funny stories with Halloween. Our, the house I grew up in was an A-frame, so at the front of the house you had a great big peak. Uh, the top of the roof was really high. It was up over the second floor. In the back of the house there was a sleeping porch that my brother and I slept in. But you could crawl out of a window and go around and get up on the, the, the A-frame. And so one year, you know, I was probably, well, I was until seventh grade. That's probably when I was in the seventh grade. I took a uh, little squirt gun, <laughs> got up on the roof, and as kids would come up, I'd squirt that water. And they'd be looking, is it raining? <laughs> I was just, it was hilarious. They couldn't I see that. you? They couldn't see me. And so they'd think it was raining. I tell you what, you were a real rabble rouser. That was the... the <laughs> that was the, extreme for you? That was extreme for me. <laughs> 
And my mom got mad at me for. T- <laughs> well, you were a wild so, child. Holidays, state holidays. State holidays for November. For November. Uh, federal holidays first. November 11th is Veterans Day. Okay, good one, and, good one. And, of course, the fourth Thursday in November is Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a bunch of state holidays for the whole month. There is, the first one is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Okay. The next one is Epilepsy Awareness Month. Oh, all right. I guess you're supposed to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Just be aware have, have of it. A, have a seizure sometime to make people aware of, the, of epilepsy. Uh, Diabetes Awareness Month. Cardiovascular Disease and Type 2 Diabetes Awareness Month because they both go together, together often. Uh, yeah, the Diabetes Awareness Month was done in 2018, and somebody else did uh, the combination in 2019. Okay. You know, they... You know, they had to up the mm-hmm. the, the ante. <laughs> uh, Military Family Month and Native American Heritage Month. Oh. I thought there was some other month for that, but apparently in Missouri. They just did that this last year. Okay. 2022, they did the Native American Heritage Month. The ninth is Stars and Stripes Day, and that was... Um, to commemorate the newspaper of the United States Armed Forces that was first printed by Union troops on November 9, 1861, using uh, the press of the Bloomfield Herald in Bloom- Bloomfield, Missouri. So, Stars and Stripes was first printed in, in Missouri. I'll be darned. It's like uh, sliced bread day. Right, yeah. Uh, the 13th is uh, John Jordan Buck O'Neill Day who was famous Negro Leagues mm-hmm. uh, player. And the 30th is Mark Twain Day. Right. So I guess you read a book for yeah, that yeah. Mark Twain wrote. Censored one, of course. Yeah, one that's been censored. So those are the state, federal and state holidays for November. All right. Mark them on the old calendar. Yeah. Oh, by the way, thanks for filling in for me. Oh, you bet. Last Monday, I guess it was. Is that was right? Last mo- I not, think so. Not this, but yeah, the, mo- the, the, the Monday prior. Monday b- before. And um, and I remember Sunday watching the game and thinking, I think I even said to my wife, I was like, oh, John's filling in for me tomorrow, but I, they always go to these games. That's going to be kind of a late night. It was an afternoon game, but still, you know, getting out of there, the drive home and, and everything. Yeah. And so uh, it was um, extra early for you. Extra, extra early. Yeah, it was a little yeah. extra early. And I didn't realize there was a, a home game on when the you, Sunday when you when, agreed? When Sarah uh, texted I, me and said, well, you just, sure, I'll do that. Oh, well, now you'll know but, for next yeah. time, won't you? Well, I still did. It wasn't bad because it was a uh, – I knew it wasn't an overnight, a late evening game. Right. Oh, that would Because have been. that, we stay in Kansas City for that yeah. and then drive back in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, an afternoon game, which isn't bad. You don't have to get up that early. Sure. But you get back about 9, 30, 10 mm-hmm. o'clock, so that isn't bad. Oh. So well, I appreciate it. We got home. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and uh, just take a quick break, and then we'll start okay. on some of the amendments and questions on uh, November 8th ballot, which is uh, I, I love these segments, and I thank you for them uh, because – 
people will send in, usually a week or two before the election. And, you know, we've got the sample ballots up at ksgf.com, and those are sponsored by Brad Pistol, Safe Money Radio. People will see these, and they're like, oh, they'll say, hey, have you talked about these? What are you? And I'm able to send them links to the podcast in which you cover some of this. So uh, I, I appreciate that. More with Dr. John Lilly from Scramblers this morning. I'm Nick Reed. Your voice is needed. The American people have to pull their heads out of their keisters. Now more than ever. And start thinking like responsible Americans. Springfield's Talk 104. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Scramblers this morning, some friends I've known for several years, and they just told me, they said, we got the last two, our, you know, the, they said our wives and I, we got the, the last four seats on the plane for the Great Escape. Now, that I'm glad they mentioned that because yesterday we had uh, Travis and, and Brandon from 417 Travel on, and, and they, they, a few weeks ago, they're like, hey, are you interested in us doing this? I said, well, let's try it. Let's see. And so what they've done is they have arranged for a flight the next day. For if anybody did not make it into the Great Escape or you thought you couldn't go and then you realize you could and you still want to go, you can't. They've arranged for a flight to go out the day after you know everyone else leaves and then you'll join us up and and everything will be the same from there you'll fly back with us you, you know so the only difference is you will be there one day late and the cost is a little less we're going to get all that information up uh at ksgf.com i think do you remember how what did he say there were 10 rooms or yeah 10 rooms so that's uh 20 people that there is the availability for. So I, I would definitely recommend it. It's you know it's just such a great, fantastic time. And you can call over to 417-TRAVEL and ask for Brandon, and he can get you all the information and get you all set up. And, of course, Dr. John Lilly, he always helps co-host with me when we're on The Great Escape. Well, I'm not going this time. I know. Time. So you're going to have to call Sorry. it in. I call it <laughs> I'm going to need, well, and the Fulneckies are unable to go. Oh, so I've lost my, my two yeah. co. I so I need somebody to co-host with me. I don't oh know what gosh. I'm going to do. Well, you are always, bu- you know, you're busy. I you're doing. Uh, you're behind the scenes making things happen. All right, no, I'll be great. I'll definitely let you co. When you have the document party, you're going to have to see if anybody wants yeah. to. to yeah. To do that, mention yeah. it and say, "Hey, by the way, if you want to be on the radio." I'm trying to think in my head of the people going that there. I know there are a ton of people that are capable of it, but believe it or not, not everyone wants to do that. Yeah, it was. I was amazed that you know there would be some people that would get up and talk about some little th- you know mm-hmm. something that they had done or something, mm-hmm. and just do a, a little fifteen minute yeah, yeah. segment. Um, and it was somebody. It was a few years ago. They got on, you know. They got on and they started talking, and they went on and on and on. I'm going, God. <laughs> I don't remember that. Somebody had some something they were talking about, but it just yeah. it just kept going. I said, okay, we got to take a break because you do them in the little segments. Yeah. I said, mm-hmm. you know, this was going to be a, a four minute. Segment. Right. This was going to be a five minute segment, and they'd be going and going. Says, well, are you going to stay for the next? Sure, I'll stay for the next one. And I, <laughs> 
Well, I think they, they took about the whole hour. That's uh, one of the uh, things about the trip. Anyone who goes is uh, more than welcome to come on on the show. And even if it's just talking on and on and on, by gosh. <laughs> See, little do they know that Sarah edits it down. And <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> just teasing. Uh, so, all right, uh, okay. amendments and questions on November 8th ballot. Yes, there are four amendments on the uh, upcoming general election ballot. And there's one uh, question. If you live in Springfield, there is a question on the ballot. And for the entire uh, state, there is a constitutional convention question. Now, this comes up every 20 years. And it says, do you want to have another, uh, do you want to have a, a constitutional convention to write a new state constitution? Uh and it says specifically, uh, shall there be a convention to revise and amend the Missouri Constitution? And, again, this appears over 20 years. It's, it is in the Constitution now that says you got to have this on the ballot every 20 years. And 20 years ago, I remember that it went down to defeat, and I think it got 30-some percent of the vote. I think it was about 33, 66% of the I, vote. I wonder why people vote against it. And the reason I say that is because I imagine the vast majority of voters don't have any idea what that even means. Exactly. And so what it is that makes that significant number of people say no, not knowing or understanding what it means. Right. And I think it is... Well, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Okay. Uh, and just the, the default is, no, just leave it alone. So, But I would, and this is a little controversial, because there are a lot of things in the Missouri Constitution, uh, which is, the Missouri Constitution is 83,000 words, and the average state constitution is about 31,000 words. Yeah, that's not, that's not a positive for us. No. And there's a well, whole we lot keep of things. Adding. There's a whole lot of things in there that don't need to be. In, you don't need to have bingo right. in the state constitution. You don't need to have medical cannabis in the state constitution. It takes up an entire article in the state constitution. Yeah. There's a lot of things in the state constitution that should not be in there. They should be in the statutes. But the big question: if if this was to to be actually voted on. And the majority of people said, yes, we need a new one. The big controversy is how do you pick, who picks the delegates to this convention? And in the past, they have had a wide variety. They've had citizens. They've had some politicians. But the vast majority were citizens, you know, from all walks of life. You know, on one of them, I think it was the, uh, uh, the 44 convention, uh, there was a uh, uh, funeral director. Uh, one of them was a housewife. And, and uh, or a couple of them were school teachers. So you have a bunch of people from different walks of life to do this. And that's one of the people that, that don't want to do this. It says, you're going to get a bunch of politicians in this, yeah. and it's, it's going to be even worse than it is now. So I would... I would like to see a new constitution and work very hard. I'm voting yes to, on it to get the get a the a general population uh, 
to to make the new constitution right. and don't get a you know don't make it all a bunch of politicians. Yeah, you know I I might even look into trying to be one of the yeah folks involved. You should Tom Arts should. I'd, lo- I'd love to see uh, like Ron Calzone. Oh yeah, he doesn't want it because he thinks it's going to be a bunch of politicians. But Ron well, Calzone, but if you don't get did, in there, then yeah, you're part of making yeah. that happen. Uh, Darren Chapel. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. You know, yeah. my gosh, there's you know, bunch of us lunatics, you know, that actually think the Constitution <laughs> should know. mean something. Right? Yeah, should absolutely. be followed. You're going to yeah. get a traffic update more with Dr. John Lilly on uh, some of these ballot amendments and questions. Uh, again, these sample ballots are at ksgf.com. Sponsored by Brad Pistol Safe Money Radio. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast, sunny day 65, partly cloudy 46 tonight, 50% chance of rain tomorrow with I-62. Sunday, 40% chance of rain 61, Halloween Monday, sunny 66. Dr. John Lilly with us. Yes, let's go through the amendments. Amendment 1 is state treasurer investments. And all it's doing is expanding what the state treasurer can invest in. And it has, you know, there's things like municipal securities possessing one of the five highest long-term ratings or highest short-term ratings issued by a nationally recognized rating agency. It's, it's you know, things that are, you know, they're not investing in, you know, some uh, something that can lose money. These are very stable uh, investments. And it's when... When they get some government, you know, like the federal government gives them something for, you know, whatever, yeah. and they have to they have to put it someplace in some account. Well, they can put it for short term. They can put it in some of these. Say it's just expanding that. I would on Amendment One vote yes. I'd support that. Okay. Amendment three is the big one, decriminalizing marijuana. Yeah, I've noticed more and more. Here's what I sense has happened. There was this sense of security amongst certain organizations and groups that this wouldn't pass. And then polling came out that showed like 78%. I thought it was really high of people said they were going to support it. Now I'm seeing a lot of advertise and and pushes and social media from organizations uh, saying vote no on this. Well, so I, I, I think that they get, they're getting all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, oh, wait a minute here. The- what this really is, and there is, there's advertising on vote yes for it, and it's there's going to be money for policemen, there's going to be money for veterans. Now get it. Yes, they do have some of that in there, but what this really bottom line is is a uh, for those that that have a license to manufacture, distribute, uh, dispense uh, marijuana, it guarantees that they're not going to have any competition in the future. Yeah, it, this really isn't, you know, I don't know if it's nitpicking, I don't even consider it legalizing. Right. Because to me, if something's legal, I've used it, like cotton candy's legal, right? Well, anybody can eat cotton candy. Anybody can sell cotton candy. 
you can get it, you know. You, you don't have to go to the state. If I'm a store, a grocery store, I want to sell cotton candy, I don't have to go to the state. I don't have to be part of a lottery system. I don't have to be given special approval. You know, that that's not really freedom. Freedom isn't saying... You're free to do this. By the way, I'll tell you when and where you can do it and who right. can do it. That, that's not freedom at all. And so I don't even consider this legalization in, in what I think and would be the traditional definition. Yes, and it does. Um, if you are in jail for a you know nonviolent mm-hmm. marijuana, it allows you to get out and get your record expunged. Yeah. Uh, but it says for these licenses that are distributed for to grow and dispense uh, and manufacture the stuff, it has to be equal in all the congressional districts, and it has to be uh, uh, any individual owner can't have more than ten percent of whatever entity has it. And I think what this is doing is in Kansas City and St. Louis, you got to have somebody that lives there and I, I think the the people that currently have a license are going to design it so that it would be difficult for other people yeah. for the competition for other people to be able to get a license there's a whole bunch of requirements in here to get a license even the the libertarian party has they're officially not endorsing this right though I think some of the members and and leadership may individually be, which is odd to me, because all this is is massive rules, massive regulations. Uh, it is it is the antithesis of everything libertarians claim to be. Yeah. And, and and you know, you mentioned the the ads. I've seen those that make it almost seem like law. If you support law enforcement, you support this. And I've noticed a lot of law enforcement entities coming out saying. No, we do not support this. Right. You know, for a number of different reasons. I, the, the thing about it that's interesting to me is that there are a whole lot of reasons to be opposed to this. Right. One of the things that law enforcement doesn't like is it makes it harder for someone to uh, be arrested and charged for being under the influence of marijuana. Because it says, well, if you do a blood test... Alcohol gets out of your system pretty quick. So if you have a lot of alcohol in your system, it, you, they know you just drank it within the past hour or so. Marijuana, if you do a blood test, you could have smoked a joint 45 days prior, and it's still going to show up in your system. So it, it completely throws out that as a way to show that you're under the influence. Yeah, and, and you know, you can support legalization and be against this. In fact, I think I, somebody who's never, I don't say this to try to, you know, clear my record or anything. Uh, I say it just so people know it's not a personal uh, thing for me. I, I've never smoked and I don't really have any plans to. I figure I'm one of those people if I got really sick and it helped me feel better, I probably would. So I'm not somebody that's going to be impacted by this, but I support the legalization of it, but I'm totally against this. Yes. You just get rid of the laws that say it's illegal. Right. You get rid of those. That's what you do. Yeah. So, Amendment 3, vote no on that. Amendment 4, this is uh, increasing the minimum funding for a police force. The resolution was introduced, uh, as introduced, prohibited defunding of local police departments, and that's what, specifically the Kansas City Police Department. They were thinking about 
defending it, and the state said, no, we don't want him to do right. that. Uh, so this is one I'm, I'm kind of torn between the two. If, if a local, a local entity, yeah. if they want to vote to defund their police right. department, yeah. that's their yeah. privilege. Well. Let them do it. So that's one. Amendment four, I'm, I'd vote no on. Um, Amendment five is about the national guard and making the the Missouri National Guard part of the state, which it currently isn't. So. Amendment 5, I vote yes on that, to, to bring the National Guard under state control. Uh, the, the last one is the Springfield Question 1, and this is uh, rezoning down in Galloway yeah, from we... uh, residential to a commercial and a, a business rezoning. Now, the people that are down there, they're all opposed to it because they're going to say, well, they're going to build this great big... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, three or four story apartment complex and all this stuff, and it's going to make everything look ugly. We don't like it. Well, I'm of the opinion that if you own a piece of property, you should be able to do whatever you want with that. I don't even like the zoning laws. Uh, so if someone wants to sell their property to a developer and get a lot of money out of it, and the developer is going to build fine, you know. If, if you own a property across the street and you don't want to see that, you don't own the property. It's not yours. If you want to keep that forever as it is, buy the piece of property. You know, then you can leave it as grass. So that's one I'd say on the Springfield question. Well, which, one, which, vote yes on which it. Which way do you think it'll it. go? I've got a feeling the no side will win. You, Just, yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I, I just don't know on that one, which way it Because generally people don't want to rezone stuff. So those are the questions that are going to be on the uh, okay the ballot. Dr. John Lilly with us. Let's go ahead and get a traffic update here. We'll continue on. It is the Friday Roadshow and a Heroes Breakfast. Uh, that uh, free breakfast for veterans till 9 a.m. Thanks to Scramblers, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Delta Roofing. More in just a couple of moments. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Garage experts, check out Nick's endorsements. You can get more information there. Uh, your garage can be so much more than your garage. The garage is a place that, for me, always was probably traditional. I'm not a hoarder, but also wasn't immaculate. Uh, it was uh, the room that, it, you know, you buy a new home, even if it's brand new, buy a new home and you're having family over, your parents over, maybe your kids over, brother, sister, and, and you're giving them a tour. You don't really show them the garage or if you do, you're like, oh, the garage is through there because it's just a garage, right? But it can be so much more. It can you, you pay for that square footage. Why not make it everything you can be? Garage experts can do that for you with the highest quality of epoxy flooring, hundreds of colors from which you can choose. Uh, they really go by the three P principle, the people, the process, and the product. The process is state of the art. The people 
are long-term craftsmen, and in addition to that, customized storage as well. And you can do all of it. You can do some of it. They'll come and do an evaluation. Shelly is absolutely incredible. Shelly and Mark Long are owners of Garage Experts, are friends of mine, and they are perfectionists, and it shows. Uh, so find out what they can do for you. You can get their contact info under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. That's Garage Experts. Dr. John Lilly with us this morning. The next thing is judges. There's going to be several uh, judges. On this, this more than anything is the thing that people don't even know where to get information. And I'm always at a loss to tell them where because it seems as if virtually every outlet that provides information is an outlet that has a dog in the fight to some right. degree. Right. There are, there is a survey that lawyers and uh, people on the juries can fill out for the lawyers. And again, we don't directly elect them the first time because of the Missouri plan, the, the nonpartisan court plan. So this is for retaining them. And there is a survey that the lawyers fill out, uh, and there are six questions and four of them are on legal ability. The first one, rights opinions that adequately explain the basis of the court's decision. And there's five different responses. Uh, and, for example, uh, on the Supreme Court, this is uh, Zell Fisher's score on that one. Uh, he had one for never, six for rarely, 11 sometimes, 33 frequently, and 74 every time. So that's from one to five. So you get a score, and then they average those. And his average for that was 4.38. So they, I'm, I looked at, pulled all these off, and looked at all of the um, judges and where they stood on the, the legal ability. And then they had some more on uh, communication skills um, and uh, uh, impartiality and fairness. So the for Zell, uh, Zell there's two of them on the uh, Supreme Court, Zell Fisher and Robin Ransom. Uh, Zell Fisher, he got at least a four on all of these. So I thought, you know, I said, yeah, that's good. You, you know, and, and a lot of these, there's, you know, well over a hundred. Uh, survey questions, you know, uh, lawyers that filled in the, the survey questions. So it's a, it's a good sample size. Uh, Judge Robin Ransom, hers was, hers was the one that was, that was bad. She got uh, four of them that, or seven of them that were at least four, and seven of them that were below four, were in the three range. Uh, for the Southern District, this is Missouri going down. That was a, the Supreme Court, go down to the Missouri Court of Appeals. There was uh, Don Burrell, and there were three of them on here. Don Burrell, Jack Goodman, and Todd Myers. And Don Burrell had, of all of them, he had two of them in the threes, and the rest of them were in the fours. Um Jack Goodman had, I believe he had all of them. He had all of them were in the fours. And Todd, Todd Myers also had 
all of them in the fours. Um, when you get down to the local circuit judge, this is for Greene County, there is Margaret Palmietto and Mark Powell. And uh, Margaret Palmietto had one three, and the rest of them were in the, the fours. And Powell had three threes, and the rest of them were in the fours. So, you know, you can decide, you know, which ones you like or which yeah. ones you don't like. But this, and I got these from a website. You know, you can find this website. And it has do you know offhand, do you remember the website, or do you have it there? Oh, it is... You can find it later if you want. That way we can get it up. Yeah, so and you can, can put it on the, it, check it out themselves because yeah, they're probably was, not going to remember. It was one on. It was part of the Missouri Bar. Okay. Uh, so we'll we'll get that. You can get that up on the website. Excellent. So of all of these, it looked like um, Robin Ransom that's running for the Supreme Court. She was one who had a bunch of threes, and so I said, okay, if you want to say no to one of them that not retain. Robin Ransom on the Supreme Court because she had half threes and half fours. So, and these are from the, the lawyers. And if the lawyers are saying, well, you know, she's not at least in, in the, the fours, and the fours were the ones that uh, you got, it was frequently, if you got a four, you frequently had this, and a three was sometimes. So. Okay. I, would, I would do all the judges except for Robin Ransom. All right, no Dr. Heard. John Lilly, everyone, more in just a couple of moments. Going to get a quick break here as we continue the Friday Road Show from Scramblers on Republic Road in National. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. And we have Dr. John Lilly with us. Last thing I want to talk about <coughs> was a. A feature on KY3, they're fact finders. Oh, finding facts. And this was on a commercial on Eric Schmidt about, you know, selling farmland to China. Oh, okay. And apparently uh, a viewer wrote in and said, if Eric Schmidt is the attorney general of the state, how could he have voted to sell farmland to China? Is this true? And Paul Adler did a little segment, mm-hmm. and he said, yes, it is true. Well... I would, <laughs> I would um, disagree with him. Okay. Now, this is from a Senate bill when Eric Schmidt was a senator in uh, 2013. It was Senate Bill 9. It was, a, it was one of these bills that got a whole bunch of stuff tacked onto it. It passed. It was either the last day or the next to the last day of uh, the session. And it was it was not to sell farmland to China. It was previously to the bill said, you know, you can't sell farmland to any foreign business or, or entity. This allowed foreigners or foreign businesses to buy up to one percent of farmland in Missouri. One percent aggregate over the whole state. And there's one of the the head of the Department of Agriculture had to take had to figure out when it got up to one percent and they said well somebody now has said there was one 
business in Shanghai that owned a little over 50% of all of that 1%. And it's, and, and it's now it's a little over 1%. Somebody screwed up and sold a little too much. But <clears throat> it was not to sell farmland to China. Right. It was to foreigners. And the vote to adopt, it went through uh, a conference committee at the, at the end. <clears throat> the vote to adopt it was 33 to 0 with one absent with leave. So all 10 Democrats voted for it. And then the third reading passed, which is the last, the final thing that they vote on. It was 32 to 1 uh, with one absent. And all Democrats, all 10 Democrats voted for that bill. So this is a good way to describe it then, that he voted for legislation that did allow it, but it wasn't legislation for the purpose of selling farmland Farmland to China. China. So here's the real question. Should he have voted against it simply because it was an unconstitutional piece of legislation anyhow? Well, interesting, the one that did vote against it was Will Krause, Uh who won a bunch of Locke and Smith awards. (laughs) So I'm guessing that there was a violation there somewhere, which most legislation is. Most legislation. They pile stuff on and that's why it... He voted against it. But all the Democrats voted right. for it. So, Well, and he has not, best I can tell, there's no um, real meaningful effort to counter those ads. In fact, while we've been right. sitting here, I've seen the ad on television here on the monitor in, in Scramblers. But I understand why. He's winning. He's going to win. Yeah. Why... Why get into a back and forth over that? There's, there's just really no point in even acknowledging that ad or the ad, the abortion ad that's running. You just keep running those ads, talking about here's what I'm going to do and, and so forth. And uh, so he doesn't really there, – there's no gain for him, I think. Right. All um, you do is raise awareness right. if you run a counter ad. Ugh. All right. Well, we have 90 seconds left, so I okay. can just sort of vamp here. I didn't know well, you. Yeah. I am now uh, at Command yeah. Family Medicine. So I have officially le- I've left Mercy. Well, and, and we had kind of we talked about this a bit, and I know when you did, a lot of people, were they were contacting us, uh, and I didn't know at the time what I should say. I mean, I knew what was going on, but they were worried. I, some people were worried if your health was okay. They thought you were just retiring and they thought well, it was pretty early to retire and and uh so i know that's very welcome news to a lot of folks yes and it is it is a direct primary care clinic is completely different they do not take any insurance mm-hmm. so it is all right you got to pay for it out of pocket but you get a lot in return yeah. for that so their yeah. their Ho- website is command.md hopefully uh, we'll get back to that more and more I think we, I think yeah, that's you're seeing a push in that direction. That which, of course, that's free market system, and it will be the free market system. Actually, getting back to the free market system with medicine is is what will save us, uh, if anything. Doctor John Lilly, thank you as always. You Appreciate we got another hour ahead of some of the, by gosh, best darn radio, local and otherwise, that you're going to find as we broadcast from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed.